Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. The If You Market podcast is brought to you by Mountaintop Data, and uh, I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, joined today by Anthony Blattner of uh, Modern Media, and we're going to talk about uh, LinkedIn, and specifically LinkedIn during the time of coronavirus here. Anthony is a founder and CMO of the advertising agency Modern Media, where he helps businesses reach uh, high-level decision makers specifically at, uh, at scale using LinkedIn. So we're going to be talking all about LinkedIn today, all about LinkedIn during coronavirus. I've got a couple questions uh, that come to mind just from introducing you here, Anthony, but uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm curious right off the bat, just, just from your introduction, are your techniques specifically focused on high-level executives um, or are, will they work across the board and high-level is just more of a buzzword to get people's attention? Um, so LinkedIn's great for any kind of niche decision maker that you want to target. Um, high-level, sure, high-level is kind of a little bit of a buzzword um, where I'd say a lot of our work you know, people use LinkedIn for the professional targeting it offers, and it's usually because they're going after a higher level audience, going after bigger customers. But uh, at the same time, it can be any kind of niche decision maker. Um, we do a lot of like IT, senior IT people for camp, like the certain campaigns for targeting senior IT people, which that might not be as high level, but it's very niche. Right. And I, I realized it, it made it sound like I was trying to do a gotcha right away or something like that. <laughs> but when I was saying just a buzzword, I didn't mean that as a bad thing. Um, you know, if you take out the high level part, maybe not as interesting of a, hey, here's what we can help you do to people. Um, because uh, they're saying, you know, we can get in touch with the secretary just fine. But the, uh, <laughs> you know, the receptionist, not a problem. The high level person, that's where they need more help, probably have larger ROI on those campaigns, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's really where you get a lot of the value of the platform uh, is, you know, on the on the the Facebook side of things is more consumer and more broad and you kind of go after a large audience there, whereas LinkedIn, you can get very specific on on target decision makers you want to go after. Uh, and, and for the most part, most times it is going after a, a little bit higher level of a person than um, you know, going after a little high, higher level of a person, it might be a senior IT director or it might be that CEO uh, that we target. But anytime you have a niche professional audience, that's when LinkedIn's great. All right, excellent. Before we jump full on into the LinkedIn, this episode, we're going to be all LinkedIn and all coronavirus. <laughs> well, we've been staying away from that lately just because we're using uh, pre-recorded episodes. Uh, one of the downsides of recording everything so far out is when something really worldwide happens, it's hard to ignore it. Um, but uh, we're going to record this one and squeeze it in the uh, in the circulation right away for for the listeners here, um, talking about you know how to maybe reinvest that event uh, budget or any other money you can get your marketing hands on into LinkedIn to uh, to keep things rolling uh, during this coronavirus uh, complication, let's call it that we're going through. So before we get into the LinkedIn and the coronavirus and how to pull this off, can you tell us a little bit about your company, Modern Media? Yeah, so Modern Media, we are a marketing agency, uh, and we all we do is LinkedIn. Um, so we spend, we're the people that spend more time on LinkedIn than Facebook or any other channel. Um, but we do all B two B marketing, uh, mostly lead generation, and all of our work. Okay, and you mentioned uh, mostly lead generation. So as opposed to, I guess there's a handful of things you can do on these platforms. You can do, uh, you know, something like Instagram, and you're putting up images, and you're really looking to support a brand. Um, a general brand feel or something like that. Uh, you can look to build your own personal brand. You can look to generate kind of hard 
leads for marketing. So is your guys focus, I mean, do you do all of that or is your focus really specifically on the lead generation? Uh, we're pretty focused on the lead generation. And, and when I say lead generation, I, I there's a lot of people that do like e-commerce out there uh, on like Facebook and other channels. Lead generation is, a, I'd say a different approach. So most of our work is looking to generate leads of specific decision makers at specific industries. Um, so we'll help with lead generation and then like follow-up sequences and stuff like that. Um, other things, other goals that companies often have when they use LinkedIn is uh, is brand awareness and authority building. And in those cases, maybe our goals aren't specific leads and like number of leads and quality of lead, but more of um, retargeting or targeting a maybe a prospect list they already have or targeting a certain audience um, to get more views of their videos, of their webinars, of their presentations. Get, get more followers for the page. That's when that's when a company wants to build like authority or brand awareness. Um, so those are the kind of the two the two things that people usually look for. But for the most part, it's a lot of lead generation. A lot of lead generation. Excellent. I guess when you do have the ability to get right in front of that high level contact, like you do on on LinkedIn, um, not that it's not good for brand, but it's a shame not to uh, get some direct contact. Let them know who you are, what you want, and see if you can get a foot in the door there. Okay, let's. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Coronavirus. Everything's turned upside down. Yeah. Certain businesses are killing it now because of coronavirus. And, uh, you know, many more of us are uh, struggling or, or completely wiped out. Um, B2B seems to be more intact, obviously, than the, the consumer markets. Um, how, how can people use LinkedIn to, to respond to the current environment? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the big shift now is that everyone's staying at home and no one's going into the office. A lot of services have stopped or um, are going online. Uh, everyone's, everyone's kind of being forced to go online during these times because we're all, you know, stuck at home. Um, so while that kind of in-person touch point, we don't have that anymore. We're not going into an office. We're not going to door to door to make sales and stuff like that. We're all being forced online. Um, we've seen traffic on LinkedIn, you know, all channels, but also LinkedIn shoot up over the last few weeks. So um, from both from like an organic side and the paid side, um, number of people and the activity on these platforms is kind of, is like going through the roof. Um, we got a graphic from one of our reps that uh, I think it was up like 2017%, which is just like a huge number. Like, crazy huge. Uh, and like when you talk about ads, ads are all just supply and demand of, you know, the, the ad prices and auctions. So the more eyeballs that are available and also at the same time, companies have pulled back ad spend. So there's a lot more availability. So ads are actually at their cheapest rate of all time right now. So we see that we're seeing that some of the best performance out of our campaigns, but, um, going well, back let me, to it, let me, let me go back to that real quick. So you're seeing ads haven't got, even though everybody's online now, Companies have kind of pulled back out, out of caution, probably, I guess. Easiest thing to cut is some, some of your ad spend on something that's so live like this. It isn't like you have a billboard commitment or made a commercial or something. Um, so they're pulling back some there, meaning it's like oil. Uh, if you want to buy a couple barrels and put it in your backyard, it's free right now. They'll pay you to take it kind of. A, <laughs> the LinkedIn ads are actually undervalued right now, even though everybody's mm -hmm. online. Yes, this is the cheapest I've ever seen. I've ever seen cost per click and cost per lead come in. Uh, our campaigns are performing, you know, the best I've seen them. Um, so you, you probably need to ask the question of what what is your industry doing? Like, is your industry buying or not right now? Um, and 
regardless of that, now can be the best time to build your list in preparation for when people do start buying again. So I like the sound of that, build your list. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I, 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 I might postpone this episode going out for a week or two so we can uh, get some more ad spend in LinkedIn before everybody finds out. Uh, <laughs> 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 you don't want to flood yeah. that auction. Um, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think this is the, the amount of traffic that is out there. I don't, you know, in a couple of weeks, I think we're still going to be pretty cheap. I think it's going to be pretty cheap for a while um, because everyone's still online. I, you know, I don't see no one's going back to the office anytime soon. So I think this is going to kind of continue for a few months. Um, people, people and companies might not be buying right now, but now is a good time to do lead generation, to build your list in preparation for when they are ready to buy. Right. If you can weather the storm, um, you can come out of this way ahead because the markets are so low, basically. It's like if you have the money to buy stocks right now, there's some certain stocks you should probably be buying because they are super cheap. Um, yeah. And LinkedIn ads are kind of like buying stock at the moment. You can, you can get in really cheap right now and uh, get yourself in front of all these people um, that, that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's ways to start using LinkedIn organically that you don't have to pay for. Um, so, you know, we can, we can talk about kind of the approach of maybe, I'm sure most of your audience is, is probably already on LinkedIn and, and using it or trying it out a little bit. Maybe they're posting or just checking it out, but you know, ways that you can use LinkedIn organically just to start using for free, see, you know, what kind of traffic you can generate out of that. And then advertising is really like throwing fuel on the fire after that. So once you're getting comfortable with your message, who you're putting in front of, uh, once you're comfortable with the targeting options, then, then starting an ad campaign is yeah, taking that to the next level. Um, so let, let's yeah. jump back. You, you mentioned the organic part and I almost forgot about that because of the advertising part, did I? but um, let's assume somebody is either unfamiliar or not very familiar with LinkedIn. Like you said, most of our listeners are the B2B marketing audience you better be familiar with LinkedIn and have at least one account. So let's say they're not very familiar with LinkedIn. They're not doing a lot of posting. What kind of stuff should they be doing just organically to get whatever the message is? Let's say it's just a pitch, an elevator pitch saying, here's where our company does come check us out. And maybe you say, no, don't do that. But they want to put a basic message out. Um, what should they be doing? What, what kind of frequency should they be having? What kind of message should they be putting out? And, and how can they try to get some organic traction? Yeah. So th there's a few steps I recommend people go through as they, as they get to LinkedIn. Um, most people are probably on there, have some information on there. Maybe have tried posting, but um, to, to start, I like to say you have to uh, number one, get dressed to go to work. So even though you're at home, you still, you know, now you're communicating through your profile. So you want to make sure your profile is fully filled out and um, describes you and talks to your target audience. Um, you want to make sure all the fields are input there, um, both on your personal profile and on your company page. And Anthony walks the walk, everybody. I'm wearing a t-shirt from an old startup event <laughs> right now. And Anthony's got, he's got a button up on, he looks clean. I look like I just crawled out of a bunker. Um, so you're saying. <laughs> well, you, you can see from here up, so. Yeah, step one, get dressed for work. Yeah, I'm wearing pants. He's Donald Duck in it, so. <laughs> Uh, and then, so step two is, is start to network. So just like any sales person out there, you probably go to networking events, you reach out to your, um, you probably might, maybe your company gives you a list, but anyways, you start to network and you make connections and you do that on LinkedIn as well. You know, you connect with people, you can search for people 
in your target audience using a bunch of different criteria. If you get Sales Navigator, you have even more options to search from, more specific you can get. So you need to start building your network and then you need to develop those relationships is the, is the third step that is done through like engaging. So posting from your personal page and your company page, and then also engaging with other people in your feed. So maybe you have a list of hot, you know, hot prospects that you're looking to work, keep an eye on those people. But um, as, as you build connections and as other people are posting your interactions and then interactions on your posts go out to broader networks then. So the more activity that your posts get, the more likes, comments, and shares, the more that there are people in their networks and that's going to travel. So and I've, I've heard LinkedIn seen, doesn't kind of strangle your traffic the way the organic stuff, the way the other, um, the other social medias do. For instance, you know, Facebook, you can make a post and not even all your friends see it uh, because they're, they're really controlling the limiting how much people see it unless you pay for the advertising. I've heard that on LinkedIn, you make a post and the post goes out and people see it. Yeah. So the, their algorithms are different. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're different in ways. They're similar in ways. Um, it, it does depend on what you post, you know, on Facebook, it's like the, um, the baby pictures and the cat pictures that get, <laughs> those are the ones that go the most viral. Uh, and if you post business stuff on Facebook, Facebook's going to limit that. Um, because they know or they anything want of substance. They're like, there was no baby or cat in here. I'm sorry. That, that right. sounded like a, a reasonable opinion. We're going to limit. <laughs> <laughs> but if you take the business stuff to LinkedIn, then, you know, that's their network. That's what they want to promote. So business posts on LinkedIn, that's where you can promote it and get in like your business posts can go viral on LinkedIn. I will regularly shame people that put the cat post on LinkedIn. <laughs> I do see them. I, I'm the cat thing's all right when it's like, hey, here, bring a smile to your day. I'm like, okay, but then they'll get into a political rant or something like that, and say, you're on Facebook's that way. Come on, yeah. What are you wasting our yeah. time here for? Now, what about writing articles versus posts? Um, articles are okay. Posts get the most. Posts have the most chance to get organic reach. Um, the way that the feed works, articles don't get as much organic reach. So, for building awareness, posts are the best. Um, usually, we recommend post three to five times per week. You know, hey, if you're just getting started, one or two times is fine, but three to five is optimal. Uh, more than one a day, then you do get throttled a little bit. So ideally one a day. Um, so don't helps. do five a week, but do them all in one day. You got to spread them out. Spread them out. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, use hashtags tastefully, maybe two to four more than that. And then LinkedIn does start to throttle you as well. So don't take the Instagram approach and put everyone that you can possibly think about. Um, tagging a couple of people or companies is useful also. Um, but yeah, adding, adding a couple of those, the hashtags, people follow hashtags and LinkedIn will try to guess what ones you want to follow as well. So if you use hashtags tastefully, you will get your posts into other people's feeds based on their interests and what hashtags they follow. Um, and then if you tag people, people in that, that target person or company's network will see those posts as well. So if you're writing a post and there's like five people, you really want to see it, you can just put them like maybe after what you're saying, you just put their link to their LinkedIn, uh, uh, but you start typing their name and then they should show up and you can actually select them. And it's kind of like when you put the, um, the Twitter handle at the beginning of the tweet, they're going to see it. It's definitely going to get into their feed. You're basically saying, Hey, to them, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you, if you have five people that you directly want to, uh, you know, make sure they see you then yeah, tag them in a post and they'll get a notification about that. 
Good, because if I was wrong on that, would have been really embarrassing. We'd have to edit this. Do that. <laughs> Nailed um, it. You're doing great. <laughs> okay, okay. So posts for organic, three to five a week, two to four hashtags. I, I suppose a general rule would be don't get spammy about anything, and you and they probably won't throttle you. But if you just start coughing out tons of content, or um, tons of hashtags, or tagging tons of people, you can't just grab 500 LinkedIn profiles, throw them into your post, and then you know, um, vomit that out. LinkedIn's gonna uh, imagine they have huge teams of people looking to prevent that kind of stuff. So anything yeah. you think they probably don't want me doing this, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then after that last step is uh, to, to continue the conversation and have a call to action there. So when you connect with people on LinkedIn, most people have at least their email address available to their network. Um, some people add in phone number and other information. Um, there's, there's ways to, as you build connections on LinkedIn, you, you know, take their email address and maybe continue the conversation on other channels um, and continue it that way. Okay. So organic, are we pretty well covered there? Does that give people a general kind of roadmap for going organic? Yeah. Last, maybe last tip is um, LinkedIn has something called the social sellers index. If you go to linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI, it's a nice little dashboard where it shows you different categories that your profile is rated on. Um, LinkedIn doesn't talk about this a whole ton, but basically if the better your profile is and the better that LinkedIn ranks your profile, the more likely that they're going to promote your organic content. So go take a look at that dashboard, optimize your profile and get your scores as high as possible. And then your organic posts will get the most reach. Mm. Excellent. And then for optimizing the profile, aside from the things they kind of poke you saying, hey, you don't have a picture, do you want to add one, that kind of stuff, anything people can look to do to optimize it? I mean, do we need to make sure that you have some, you know, they've got certain categories that maybe people don't always fill in on the LinkedIn profile, obviously the photo and the name and stuff like that, but, you know, what about the about area, featured posts and stuff like that, uh, you know, all, all the other lesser areas your job history does it matter if you put multiple jobs in your history versus one education skills and endorsements do, do those boost your uh, ssi i think you called it uh yeah so having that all filled out does help um so so having basically just having all the basics kind of filled in is step one two couple things that i usually recommend to people that are that are useful is for your headline um don't just make it a job title and a company name. It's best if you say something like I help IT companies get more downloads or something, something like that to that effect, make it, you know, make it descriptive. Um, and then for the about section, so both for your headline and the about section, um, a couple small tips are having, have maybe starting with an emoji or something is a little bit of color that actually helps draw your eye in. So you'll get more people who kind of like read through things to grab their eye. And then we, for, for a lot of our ad campaigns, we use the lead magnet approach and you can use this on your profile as well. A lead magnet is some asset of value, something that gives some, you know, something that's going to be interesting to your prospect, maybe a PDF guide or checklist, some reason for them to sign up for something to get something, um, mm -hmm. put links, links to that. You know, if you have those, put those in your about section or in your company section. So kind of call the action or um, your give in your, in your about section. Yeah. Cause even though those links won't be clickable, you know, people will still see that and they, they'll be like, Oh, that looks interesting. And they'll copy and paste it or they'll just type it in. Um, so we see like that's a good way to use your profile organically to get, you know, some lead lead generation there. All right. Uh, time flies here. 
And I want to take a quick break. And then here's what we'll do. After the break, we'll be all into the, um, uh, into the advertising, paid advertising side of LinkedIn. I know that's where we really want to get. It's so affordable right now. And we'll, uh, we'll talk all about how to really blow LinkedIn up and, and double down on the paid advertising side. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. TFT Market Podcast. We have Anthony Blattner here with us talking about uh, LinkedIn and lead generation and paid advertising and how to take advantage of all that during this uh, coronavirus upheaval that we, we have going on right now. We will be right back. Hi, this is John Wall from Marketing Over Coffee and Trust Insights. You can check out Trust Insights at trustinsights.ai. Still have a perfect record on that. I haven't. Have you ever missed? Have you ever accidentally like, Not yet, but I will one day. <laughs> I uh, used to be a photographer, and there was a guy that I was training with when I started out, and he would always joke at weddings about like, "Oh, I forgot to put film on the camera. Let's do that again." And sometimes they were like, "Ha ha ha, funny." And some people like it really bothered them. And they got scared. It was their wedding day, and the bride would start freaking out. Like, it's not funny, man. Don't joke about that. You're freaking him out, don't joke. And then one day he actually said that, and then he, you know, he was like, I really forgot to focus the camera real quick. We got to do this over again. <laughs> I was like, That's what you get for joking about it so much. So I'll probably forget to record this. Um, actually, the recording is on now. We have all this. I'll count us in and that'll get edited out. And, all right, three, two, one. Welcome back to the If You Market Podcast, the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. Uh, I've been enjoying using the hashtag suck it COVID recently to express my opinions about the coronavirus and how we all need to be kicking its ass personally and in business. We have Anthony Blattner here continuing our talk about LinkedIn. Second half here is going to be all about the paid advertising on LinkedIn and really taking advantage of the, um, I guess I'd say the opportunity in the marketplace right now with that yeah awesome let's jump into it take it away anthony tell us what we need to be doing on the paid advertising side and how we can uh, how we can make this really pay off yeah so after you've started using linkedin a little bit maybe you've gotten comfortable organically using it maybe you've played with sales navigator and gotten used to some of the targeting that's there now th- now advertising is like throwing fuel on the fire and a great way to get in front of a niche professional audience at scale so as you approach an ad campaign, there's three main things that you really need. Um, the three M's, it's your market, magnet, and medium. Uh, and I'll talk you through those. So number one is your market and who you're targeting. This is kind of where LinkedIn shines is the audience targeting capabilities that it has. Um, this is usually why you're using LinkedIn versus something like Facebook or other channels, just because of the, the ways that you can target your audience as far as seniority, company industry, job titles, skills. A lot of this data right. isn't, isn't available. It's not my favorite else. movie or something like that. You're, you're actually saying, here's my, my business's uh, segment audience, my ideal customer profile. Right. Um, so, so in LinkedIn, you have premium accounts, right? A lot of our listeners maybe don't have a premium account. There's a lot of targeting options in there. Um, but in the advertising, and, and you said this, I think, uh, when we were off the air, but you, when you do advertising, you get access to all these search metrics as well. Right. That's correct. Awesome. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so ads is... The targeting in ads is similar to Sales Navigator. Um, They're not all exactly the same. There's some that are in ads that are not in Sales Navigator, but Sales Navigator is a good way to maybe just test out and take a look at what is there. Um, Also, 
any, it's free to create an ad account and you don't have to run ads and you can check out what targeting options are in there. Um, but audience is, is you know, the, the real value of LinkedIn. It's how you're going to get in front of that niche audience after those higher level decision makers, the bigger companies. Um, so step one is define your audience. Uh, step two is magnet. And this is what, what is your offer? And what is the message you're putting in front of somebody? You know, what's going to attract them? Why are they going to click on your ad? Um, we usually use a lead magnet approach for most of our lead generation campaigns. Your lead magnet is some kind of PDF or guide or webinar that someone's going to be interested in to sign up for some reason for them to opt in to, to them to get value. And then for you to get their email address and contact info. So if everyone's hearing my click, 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 I'm clicking around on LinkedIn, LinkedIn while you're talking. So I think there's some <laughs> relevant questions here. Uh, and one of the things I thought was, okay, advertising account, create one, great. All listeners have a LinkedIn account, let's assume, but they haven't set up advertising on there. I saw just the, the work area in the upper right-hand corner went and clicked up there and some of the options they have advertise. So if they click on that advertise, they can go in and set up an account in, in there, right? Yep. It's free, free to create an ad account. Um, you can get in there and play around with stuff. You don't even need, you don't need to put your credit card in just to, to check out the targeting capabilities. Um, so it's free to get in there and play around and see what the targeting options are. Excellent. So everybody pause right now, go create the account. All right. You're back. You have the account and go. And here's a, okay. So here's a, a tip that I'll give you is um, it's free to create an ad account. And when you create an ad account, you can create a LinkedIn insight tag, which is just like the Facebook pixel. It's a little piece of code you put in your website. It'll start tracking your website traffic. Um, the value of LinkedIn's insight tag versus Facebook's is LinkedIn will report back the seniorities, the job titles of people visiting your site. They will also report the top companies who are visiting your site. So if you have say a blog or your website's getting some traffic and you're getting, you can go see who are the top companies visiting your site every month. That is. So let me back this up. We probably have five different website visitor tracking um, links on our site and we're just getting hit with this from here and there all the time. I think LinkedIn has one of those as well, but it's tied directly to the LinkedIn data and they're going to give you insights. Do they tell you, and again, I'm, I think you just said it, but I, I didn't comprehend it. They tell you the actual companies? They will tell you the top companies visiting your site, the most, the most frequent visitors of your site, what companies they're coming from. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you have, if you have a small little consulting site or something like that, and you see, you see five companies and they might change every month, that's an opportunity for you to go reach out to these companies and be like, Hey, I noticed you were checking out our blog posts or maybe checking out our services. Um, are you, you know, let's start a conversation. Are you interested in our services? How can we help you? Free to install, right? Free to install, free to get that data. Yep. And for, for small businesses, really valuable to see not just maybe who's visiting your site, but they, they kind of have some inside info. Yeah. Give that list okay. yourself every month and let them, let them go to town. Yeah, so grab that link from in, is that in the advertising area? Where would they find that link? Uh, so they'll create an ad account, they'll get into the ads manager, and then at the top there is a assets button and then the drop down, and then there's a LinkedIn insight tag button. And then from there you'll get it. If they can't find it there, just reach out to Anthony and ask them on LinkedIn or Google it, but maybe Anthony first. Sure, um, I'm happy to walk them through it. There's our call to action. You wanna find <laughs> that free link, ask Anthony where, where it is that he'll give you a little, uh, little show. All right. So we've got that put in there. They've got the ad account. Um, we've got all the ways of segmenting the audience with their, their search functions in there. What's next? Uh, 
Uh, next is figuring out what's the ad type that you're going to put in front of somebody. So just like Facebook, LinkedIn has different ad options. Um, <clears throat> most commonly we're starting people with sponsored content, which is just a ad in someone's newsfeed. They're going to see that ad, they can click on it and then go from there. Uh, other popular one in LinkedIn is sponsored in mail, which, which looks like a message going into somebody's LinkedIn inbox. Um, and then they can click through from there. They can, you can offer them something from there. Um, but one thing that we use for a lot of our campaigns is LinkedIn lead forms, which is a very powerful, um, tool that is a little, little form that opens up inside of LinkedIn and can auto populate with the user's profile information. So usually you're auto populating with, um, professional info directly from someone's profile. You know, you're getting good info from them. Um, and you can easily capture that and then add them to your email list or take them to the next step from there. Nice. And if you don't have an email form or there's not one in the form, you can probably find them on LinkedIn. I mm -hmm. bet you they have a profile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, link, you got LinkedIn forms, you have the sponsored content. So that's, so that's posts. So you might be saying like, Hey, here's our, what our company's doing this week or whatever type of post you want to do, uh, whether it's a straight advertisement, we have a discount on this, or here's our services. Let us know if you're interested or you know your company's most recent blog post, any of that kind of stuff you can um, you can do sponsored content with. Yep. And and push that just to targeted people. All right. And then you have the the lead forms option. Now what about um like when it comes to advertising, banner ad, is it all within people's uh, kind of the posts that they're getting and looking at? Or is there kind of banner ad style ads as well that are that are things on the side? So LinkedIn, LinkedIn does have uh, what they call text ads, and these are only on desktop where if you're looking at your LinkedIn profile uh, or like the newsfeed, at the very top, there's usually like one line of text that's just something very small there. And then on the right-hand side, there's usually three, three items on the right-hand side. Those are LinkedIn text ads. Basically, you can give it about a line of text and then a very small image. Um, these are LinkedIn's cheapest ad units, the cheapest clicks available. Um, good, maybe a good low risk way to test out get, getting some traffic from LinkedIn. We actually find like, you know, cause they are so small and unnoticeable, you don't, you're not going to get too many clicks. People just aren't going to notice them. Um, but it is a nice and easy and cheap way to test out LinkedIn advertising. And are you paying only if they, if they click on that, or are you paying for it to be put out there? Yeah, so good question. So, so you can pay cost per click or CPM uh, on LinkedIn. Most of the time, you're paying CPC. So, and, and most, and I do recommend starting CPC most of the time. Um, so that brings up an interesting point. So on LinkedIn, most of the time you're paying CPC, um, and I'm going to compare this to to Facebook advertising, where you're usually paying CPM. And on Facebook, you see a lot of ads being kind of clickbaity to get people to click through because you're paying CPM. So no matter if somebody clicks or not. You're, getting you're paying for, yeah. You got to get them to click through either way. Yes. So the opposite is on LinkedIn. We actually, be, we are very direct and very clear in what our ads are. And we're very specific on who we're targeting. So while Facebook uses very big audiences, we use very targeted audiences and we are very clear and direct in the ads so that we make sure that we're not getting any irrelevant clicks through our ads because you're paying on a cost per click basis. Right. You're paying on the click. So you don't want to trick people to click. You actually want to really make sure they know what they're clicking through to and they're actually interested exactly. uh, in the yeah. ads. So you don't have to focus a lot of time on the clickbait headlines. Just be clear about what your offering is. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So we got the text ads there. Um, cheapest, good place to start. Um, now what about 
you have sponsored content posts, you have the lead forms. I want to get back to the lead forms a little bit on kind of how to execute those. But um, the sponsored content posts, let's say you're doing your regular three to five posts a week. Is that something where you can just say, hey, I want to promote this post? Uh, I think they call it in some platforms. You know, I want, I want to pay to get some more exposure for this post in the regular LinkedIn area, or do you have to go and set a campaign up inside the, the advertising uh, account? Yeah. So you, you can just uh, boost a post on LinkedIn. Um, it, they call it sponsoring a post. So there's a button from your company. It has to come from a company page. Um, you can, from your company page, hit sponsor any, any of those posts and essentially just like boosting it. Okay. I'd say for the most part, we actually don't use that very often. We, act, we usually create specific ads um, for your campaigns. Okay. Is there a benefit one way or the other? Um, is it just convenience? Uh, what, what, what would you say on that? Um, you know, in organic posts to get more reach out of the organic posts, you're usually tagging people and adding hashtags, uh, for an ad, you usually want to have a very clear call to action to go through maybe to your website or to open the lead form. And you don't want them to click on the hashtag or the other person tagged in there. So the copy and the, and the posts are usually different. That's why they're, Oh, I see. If you're paying, yeah, if you're paying for the ad, you need to make sure it converts not to some, some other place. Um, you have one call to action and, and, uh, and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Now what about, um, the company page you mentioned? So a lot of listeners maybe are at small businesses. They might not have a company page. Uh, it sounds like if you want to, uh, sponsor a post, you have to have a company. Do they need to have a company page for any and all this? Is that something they should also make sure they, they lock down right away? Yeah, so you, sh you should create a company page um, to run ads. You, they need to come from a company page, just like how Facebook ads need to come from a Facebook page. LinkedIn ads need to come from a company page. Um, so company pages are free and easy to create. Uh, also, just like your LinkedIn profile, you want to make sure your LinkedIn company page is fully filled out. Um, it has all the information on there as well. So let's say somebody's a one-man consulting firm and they have their LinkedIn page. They should create another page that's the company version of their personal, even though their company is them, right? They should have a company brand page as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it depends on what your company looks like, but you, you need to have a company page to run ads. Um, if it's just like Joe Smith Consulting, then it'll be Joe Smith Consulting Company page, and then right. Joe Smith will have his own personal page. Um, it'll be redundant, but that makes it easy to build the page out. Yeah, co company pages are are separate from profiles, so they're a different thing. Um, but you'll need to create one for your company. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Now, let's go back again to the um, the LinkedIn lead forms. Mm -hmm. I want to uh, focus on that. It seems like it's pretty simple to say, great, create a campaign. You want to, you know, uh, have this particular ad that's going to get into people's feeds. You're going to make the copy. You're going to put it in there. I'm sure the advertising area makes it all pretty simple for them. Um, but the lead forms, is that an option when you are creating this campaign where when they click in the campaign instead of go into your website or wherever it is, a landing page you have set, it goes to LinkedIn's specific. Thing. Exactly. So when you're creating your campaign, uh, there's different campaign objectives you can choose from. One of them is lead generation. When you choose that, then your ads for that campaign will open up a lead form inside of LinkedIn. Um, and you can define that lead form, what little bit of text is there, and then what inputs you're asking for from the user. Those inputs, most of them will be auto-generated from the user's profile, and then they can easily submit it to you. Um, if you think about a standard funnel, either like sales funnel or lead generation funnel, dealing with clicking through to a landing page, getting somebody to fill in their information there, and that whole process as far as like load time and all that, there's a lot of extra steps and work 
recording that. Lead forms are just a very easy way to create this form inside of LinkedIn. It pops up inside of LinkedIn, it auto fills that, there's no load time, and they can submit it right away. Excellent. And then if you want to just run a side experiment uh, with some LinkedIn ads, you don't have to go to your marketing operations people or your IT person or your website webmaster or any of that kind of stuff to deal with all this other stuff. You can just do it right inside the uh, platform. Now I sound like I'm doing an ad for LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> Sign up today. Call me LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, retroactively pay me for this stuff. Um, okay. Okay. Now what about cost here? What are we talking about? Some people are listening and say, oh, this sounds all great. What do I need to set aside for this? Do I need to get $20 or do I need to get to $20,000 to, to run campaigns? What kind of expense and options are, are there for paying for these ads for the, um, I keep wanting to say, what are you calling it, for sponsoring a post? Yeah. So traditionally, um, so LinkedIn, LinkedIn ads are more expensive than like Facebook ads in general. Um, usually the ballpark I give people is usually cost, you know, clicks on LinkedIn are usually between uh, eight to $12 a click. So that's, that is quite a bit more than Facebook. Um, your resulting cost per lead is usually between 50 to a hundred bucks. Recently, since ad prices have gotten a lot cheaper, that is, that is actually a bit, a bit cheaper now. So usually and per lead now is between 30 to $60. So, um, about about half of what what they were traditionally um linkedin is more of expensive a channel but um anytime we've put a campaign side to side on facebook you might be getting a lot of leads people signing up for things but the number of those people who are actually qualified to buy your product or service for for a b2b offering um most of those people are not qualified to buy on facebook whereas on linkedin you know you're getting only high quality traffic coming through Right. So your product, if you're selling a product that's $9.95, maybe this isn't, you know, these leads are too expensive for you, basically. Uh, it needs to be a high value product where $100 for a lead is a no, is a no brainer kind of. Yeah. You're going to want to get a uh, hundred leads to just test it out initially to see how well it's going to go. It's going to cost you three to $4,000 right now, maybe um, somewhere from the three to $6,000 range to get that kind of volume. Yeah, we, we usually recommend first month ad budget to start at 3,000, uh, at, at least 3,000. You can start more than that, but um, at least 3,000 will make sure. You, so when we launch a campaign, we'll start with a series of split tests as far as like audiences, lead magnets, and ads. 3,000 is a good budget to cover all those split tests and to make sure you get enough results out of that to be, um, to get enough data to know, to make your decisions based off that. Yeah, and then after the first month, you should have enough leads and enough kind of initial traction to know if that's something that's going to... Uh be a good idea if, or, or if you have some things that work and some things you need to adjust, or if it's just not the time for you. Exactly. All right. And right now that's uh, all discounted just by the market um, being, being shy. Yeah. It is the cheapest prices I've seen in LinkedIn ads up till now. I think that was my big feeling. I always wanted to be very aggressive on LinkedIn, but the cost was so much higher that it just had more, um, more risk for us. So we were a little more tentative than we wanted to be. Um, so knowing that the prices are coming way down, it's a great opportune time to, to get in there. Then maybe the type of ads, we only have a, a minute left here, but I'm thinking right now with all the coronavirus stuff going on, I try to give people advice in this respect as much as possible in, in the type of ad to put out. And what I'm seeing is unless you are directly or your product, your company is directly involved with coronavirus stuff, I'm telling everyone to either have a message that says, hey, we're all in this together, coronavirus bad, you know, 
uh, and, and some encouraging message related to coronavirus or don't mention coronavirus at all because you still have a company outside of coronavirus. If you're going to sell your product, if it's unrelated to coronavirus, don't have a 25% off coronavirus sale or something like that. You can have a 25% off sale. Just don't even mention coronavirus. Everybody knows it exists. It's out there. You don't have to remind them. And then when you tie it to coronavirus, it seems like it seems yucky and people will respond negatively. And that's not, not really what you want. So go ahead and have a sale, go ahead and make offers, go ahead and pitch your product. I, I just recommend that people don't tie it to coronavirus unless you're selling, you know, uh, PPE gear or something like that, then it would be weird not to mention it. Uh, you could probably still do the whole ad without mentioning it. Cause again, it's kind of, Hey, we have N95 masks. You don't need to say, did you know there's a coronavirus out there? Do you need a mask? We got them. And then one other thing, a lot of companies right now, there's downtime. Maybe they don't have opportunity to sell directly, but there's a lot of opportunity to get in front of people. So don't think I've got to convert this, you know, the sales cycle is different. Maybe your sales cycle is in hibernation. It's not going to start up until this is over, but you can still get in front of and get a foot in the door with these people and plant a lot of seeds that are going to pay off down the road and, and really front load your, think about as the year, not as the month or the quarter anymore because right now everything's in hibernation. So investing in LinkedIn right now, if you can afford it, pays off at the end of the year. It's not gonna pay off this quarter most likely. Exactly, yep. Okay, again, we're up against the end of it. I've eaten up all the time with my rant there. Anything else you can give out to the listeners on, uh, on LinkedIn, on using it and specifically on the advertising side? Any final uh, do's or don'ts for them? A uh, final tip that I'd like to give people is you can go check out any pages ads. So if you're starting ads or just planning to start ads, you can go do research on your competitors or similar offerings, go to any LinkedIn company page. And on the left-hand side, there's a little button that says ads and you can see what ads they're running. Best way to scope out and do some research and plant and get ideas for your own ads. That's the last like specific tip. Oh, that's awesome, man. You need to write some ads. Go look at your best competitors yeah. that are killing it and just steal their content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see, you can tell trends by the number of ads and variations that are there. So you can see what's probably working for them. I mean, make sure you replace their logo and their name when you steal their content. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, like don't, don't just advertise for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not just copy paste, but uh, yeah. Uh, and then last thing is uh, we have a we have a guide that we give out called the Modern Guide to Lead Generation. It kind of explains this whole process, the whole lead magnet approach, and uh, and using LinkedIn ads for that. You can go to modernmedia.io/guide to get that. Awesome, and we'll put that in the show notes too. Modernmedia.io/guide. Um, that is a great thing to uh, finish off on here. We'll have all the information about Anthony Blatt, uh, Blattner. I can't believe of all the names I told you. I remember we we're talking ahead of time and I was saying, I'm going to, this, this is awesome. I can say your name. I don't, I'm not going to mess it up. Too late. <laughs> Killed that one. Um, okay. So we've got Anthony Blattner on the show. Uh, this is the If You Market podcast. And uh, on behalf of Anthony Blattner and the If You Market podcast, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with LinkedIn advertising, they will come. The If You Market Podcast is brought to you by Mountaintop Data. And at Mountaintop Data, we're all about data for B2B marketing. Our goal is to improve the quality, depth, and coverage of our clients' targeted marketing data while removing the technical pain of accessing and implementing data. We help with everything from new target contacts to appending and cleaning existing data, all with the goal to free you and your team up to focus on creating great marketing experiences. 
Check us out online at mountaintopdata.com and sign up for our new top data search tool and get free access to search our database of over 30 million business contacts. Use the code hashtag IYM when signing up and get 200 free credits. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.